We know how to recruit good entrepreneurs. What we want to do is make sure they're really solving problems that exist for our business community, that the business community values enough to pay enough so there is profitability. And that is what we do really well. That's Jane Allen. She's CEO of the Nashville Entrepreneur Center. Jane, along with Vice President for Inclusion and Community Relations, Bryn Plummer, joins us to talk about Nashville's unique entrepreneurial community and the Nashville EC's efforts to help entrepreneurs navigate that network. You're listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a podcast powered by Launch Tennessee, dedicated to entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. I'm your host, Clark Buckner. Launch Tennessee is a public-private partnership with this simple vision. Make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. This season, you'll get an up-close look at how the statewide Launch Tennessee network and boots-on-the-ground startups build Tennessee. In this episode, Jane and Bren discuss the importance of connecting entrepreneurs with the right resources across Tennessee's entrepreneurial ecosystem, which they do through their navigation process. They also share how they're engaging with individuals in all stages of the entrepreneurial life cycle to foster mentorship and increase opportunities. To learn more about Tennessee's statewide network of resources, visit launchtn.org slash buildtn. Now, let's jump in. All right. Hello, my name is Jane Allen, and I am the CEO of the Nashville Entrepreneur Center in Nashville, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Bryn Plummer, and I am the Vice President of Inclusion and Community Relations at the Nashville Entrepreneur Center. Friends, I am so excited to do this session, and it's fun because you know I I spent a lot of time around you both just from me being involved at the National Entrepreneur Center. So it's really fun and different sometimes when that kind of switch hats around and and all that good stuff. But I'm really excited because we're going to be talking not only about the Nashville Entrepreneur Center and some of the exciting things that have been going on over the last ten years. But we'll also be kind of looking at how the ecosystem's growing locally and maybe what that means for the overall connected state, the great state of Tennessee. So we've got a format here that we can follow where we'll kind of show, you know, we'll talk about stats, we'll talk about some stories, and we'll start looking at how all of this fits together. Bryn, I want to start off with you. I've got a question before we talk about the organization. I just want to talk a little about the people and Nashville and the vibe and the culture. So when you want to describe Nashville to someone who has maybe not been in a little while or is thinking about engaging the entrepreneurial community, just from your own perspective, how would you describe it? I love that question. Well, I'll say that Nashville is Nashville because of its entrepreneurs in many ways. I think if you think about how Nashville got its start as a music city, and then uh, about 30 years after that became sort of a healthcare mecca, Nashville is a place that is really its whole identity is forged by its entrepreneurs. Statistically, we know that about 25% of our local economy is driven by entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial endeavors. So if you were to take that swath out of our economy, we would just be a dramatically different place. 
One of the things that I really enjoy about coming into the Nashville Entrepreneur Center, walking into the space and now coming into the space virtually and in many of the ways that we can figure now is that you see people of all different stripes and intentions and, and reasons for becoming entrepreneurs. Um, and they all have something to give and they all have something to learn. And, and I think everyone's really transparent about that. It's a humble city. It's a city where everyone, if they have something they give, they're happy to give it away. Um, and it's a city where getting your dream to be a part of someone else's life or to be a part of someone's life is, is pretty accessible, I think, in ways that it's not in other cities. I think about how um, you can be sort of a, a big fish in a small pond, even in a city that is 2 million people in the metropolitan area, in the metro statistical area, you can still feel like a special entrepreneur where someone really knows your idea and champions your idea and talks about your idea even when you're not in the room. And beyond that, I think something that I didn't really appreciate or understand about Nashville before I moved here about a decade ago was what a culturally rich and diverse place it is. We have about 30 years of Latinx and Hispanic immigration to um, Nashville and a really strong Latinx and Hispanic entrepreneurial segment that comprises a big, big, big chunk of our city. We have a black middle class that has been a big part of our city's history and future and, and current day, of course. Um, we're about to be home to the Museum of National Museum of African American Music. And we're also a place that was historically uh, lands that were occupied and settled by um, American Indians many, many years ago. So it's, it's a city that has um, lots of cultural traditions from our Kurdish population to our people who are just arriving from all over the Southeast and Midwest to settle in Nashville with some of our biggest areas where we're seeing people move from being in California, Indiana, Kentucky. So it's a place that thrives because of all the different people that have been drawn here for, for decades, really, and continuing to this day. It's such a great place. I love the description you're giving it here. So that's a great way to start, I think, and looking at the people and the, the culture. And now how about we look a little closer now at the Nashville Entrepreneur Center. And Jane, can you give us a little overview of the organization and, and your experience with it? Sure. No, the Nashville Entrepreneur Center um, was created more than 10 years ago. And it was created so that Nashville had a central location for anyone that was starting a business or an entrepreneur that was in business to come and to be connected to resources that could help them increase or improve their probability of success. Our business community and the successful entrepreneurs in our community decided to come together and to give their time and their resources to help the next generation. And the idea was you create this circle of giving because as entrepreneurs reach success, and then they too would give their time and resources to help the next generation. And so now the actual National Entrepreneur Center is in its 10th year. And we have been able to continue that and then also evolve as, you know, the times have changed. And so, but our main mission is still to connect entrepreneurs to the resources they need to increase their probability of success and to help Nashville be the best place to start and grow a business. Times have changed, you said, and... What's interesting about that, when you look at the 10 years of existence, when the, you know, you see the, when the NEC started, there were not as many resources locally. But now, as we look at today and we think about resources and that 
you know, the life cycle of an entrepreneur. I think that's a great transition to talk with you, Bryn, about how the needs have changed in the community from entrepreneurs and how resources have changed and what's that meant for today. And then let's jump into some stories. Sure. I think the real emphasis over the past, I'd say, two to four years has been making our ecosystem truly structured. And and so it used to be sort of happenstance, you know, an entrepreneur might happen upon the right resource or they might happen to run into the right person at an event or maybe just hit the correct Google search terms. What we've tried to do over the past three to four years has been to smarten up the ecosystem. So not only are we more aware of what's out there, what's available in the marketplace, but we've also put a lot of work into making sure that we know exactly what best fits an entrepreneur at what stage of their life cycle. So for example, there was an event in early 2019 where we launched a podcast that the National Entrepreneur Center had put out. At that event, an entrepreneur who was just getting started happened to meet Clark, you know, Clark right here in front of us. And Clark had recommended to her that she do the navigation process, which is our system for getting entrepreneurs to the right resource at the right time. So she went through navigation, filled out this really short form. And we said, you know what? We think you're a good fit for Pathway Women's Business Center, which is the Women's Business Center of Tennessee that is run through Pathway Lending. Uh, this is a function of the Small Business Administration to shore up minority-owned and women-owned businesses. And so she went through the Discover cohort at Pathway Women's Business Center. She won that pitch competition. She went through the Embark cohort at the Pathway Women's Business Center, and she won that pitch competition. And then eight months later, she was right back at the National Entrepreneur Center, ready to be part of our twin-day cohort, our cohort for entrepreneurs of color who have existing products in the marketplace. Um, and so really navigation isn't just about, and really getting the ecosystem smart isn't just about sending someone to somewhere. It's about making sure that they feel cared for and seen and understood across the entire life cycle of growing their business. That's something that we're seeing again and again. So the more that we can get smarter about ourselves as an ecosystem and get meta about what our ecosystem is doing, the better outcomes we can produce for entrepreneurs. And ultimately, the better we can impact our economic future in Nashville. What I love hearing about that, Brennan, you know, I, I'm already a little bit familiar, right, with navigation, and I, I have definitely gone all in on that concept. As you reflect back on these last couple of years and you think about how it's been rolled out, what have you learned as it relates to ecosystems? I know that's kind of a buzzword, but Nashville trying this and exploring this concept to try to connect the whole you know, interconnected set of resources. When you reflect back, what have you learned and what do you think has worked well? And how do you think that might be the future of connecting communities of entrepreneurs and, and specifically their needs? I think something I learned that was was not unexpected, but it's certainly been proven again and again, is that we do our best when we play to our strengths. I think one of the things that was really common for a lot of the entrepreneur support organizations in our ecosystem, self-included, was to try to do a little bit of everything because entrepreneurs need a little bit of everything. Some of them are just getting started. Some of them are about to be acquired. And so we would try to do a little bit of everything and then so sort of dilute our, our delivery. What navigation has helped us see is that there really are a lot of players in our ecosystem 
who can be helpful so that you're not sending someone from this organization over here to go learn something and spend 10 to 20 hours of their work learning something that someone in our ecosystem already knows. I think a great example is the intellectual property, like for entrepreneurs who are pursuing anything around intellectual property. Yes, you or I could go and do a lot of work to figure out intellectual property, but we're right up the road from Vanderbilt University, where they have tons of support and capital around intellectual property, especially when it comes to medical devices and medical technologies. We could potentially go and figure out agricultural technology laws. We could go and figure out how to uh, get into the world of agricultural innovation. But we're also just down the road from Tennessee State University where we could do those things as well. I think one of the things that has endured across the process of learning this is that it's been a continual discovery of all the riches and resources that are right here in our backyard. And the more we can dig into that and the more we can call on people who have something to give to the ecosystem, the more people want to step up. So if anything the more we get into this navigation process, yes, it becomes clear where we send people, but it's also like putting new fibers into the net and putting new fibers into the fabric of our ecosystem. So everything we learn breeds complexity, but it also breeds riches. What's cool about that is the more specific you get about what you do well, you can become even better at it if you're not diluting yourself. So that's been something, a theme I've been hearing from Jane now, Janet, has it been, what, eight months? Oh, no. I just started the end of October. Just seems like forever, Clark. How has it only been since October? October 21st. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So going from that, Brent, I want to ask Jane, now that Brenda shared this example of you know, by getting more focused and putting the resources, the limited resources into what you do well and making that even better and then leveraging the community on what they do best. How have you seen that in the, you know, the time when you have been the CEO of Nashville Entrepreneur Center, how have you seen that have a positive impact on not only the, the NEC's capabilities, but also the impact ultimately on entrepreneurs? Sure, Ned, thanks Clark for that question. Um, you know, I think any entrepreneur if they're being honest, struggles with doing all things for all people. Um, because as an entrepreneur, you're a problem solver. And if you see a problem, you want to go solve it. And I know maybe I can only speak for myself. You know, that was one of the things that I had to realize. And, and there was a book, Good to Great, that I read, and it was called The Hedgehog Concept. And it was do what you do and do it better than anyone else. And that's very much of a paraphrase, but that very much drove how I... And we, not I, but we grew our business. And so when I came into the EC, one of the things I wanted to find out is what does the EC do really well? And what do the partners in our state do really well? And make sure that we are working together and being collaborative versus trying to compete with each other. Because at the end of the day, we're all trying to help and benefit the entrepreneurial society or community. And at the end of the day, there's limited resources. And we want to make it easier for entrepreneurs versus confusing. So when I looked at the EC and realized we've been doing this for 10 years, we've had more than 10,000 entrepreneurs that we've worked with. We've had more than 800 entrepreneurs that have come through our high-touch programs. And, and by that, I mean like our Project Healthcare, Project Music, and InFlight. And of those, 84% of those companies are still in business today, employing over 1,600 people. That's powerful. 
So what do we do really well? We know how to recruit good entrepreneurs, vet and select good entrepreneurs, and then go through and put them through the programs where we really are connecting them to the right resources. And whether that's community, whether that's curriculum, whether that's mentors and advisors, whether it's potential customers, what we want to do is make sure they're really solving problems that exist for our business community that the business community values enough to pay enough so there is profitability. And that is what we do really well. And so when I look at that and we look at that, it's then how do we take those programs and make them better and maybe expand. So for example, Nashville is Music City, but Nashville is also the number one sports city in America now too. And so Project Music maybe expanded it to project music and entertainment because we also have a lot of video gaming and digital content and, as I said, sports. And so being able to make sure we're working and connecting the entrepreneurs with the potential customer base and having the expertise as well as the successful entrepreneurs who can come back and give to help them be able to have the better probability of success in the long run. I love that. That makes a lot of sense. And Jane, I've heard you talk about this idea of like the the circle of life of an entrepreneur. The It's like a circle of engagement. So someone comes through a program like you're mentioning InFlight or maybe they're somehow, um, you know, they later on get involved with our mentor program and, and they're paying it forward. How have you seen this be part the last 10 years, part of the, the fabric of this community and maybe how that's going to be for the future as well. Sure. No, I think that Nashville, if you go back 15 years, the, the successful companies in this community were started by entrepreneurs. You know, with our company, we have we had offices all over the country and we could have lived in any city and we always chose to stay in Nashville and that Nashville is a very unique city that now a lot of people know about. And when we look and think what makes it unique, I really believe at the core, it is a city that was built by entrepreneurs who started companies, grew companies and kept them here. If you look back 15 years ago, we didn't have the Bridgestone and the Nissan, but we had very large companies in our community that were started here and stayed here and employed a lot of people. And the entrepreneurial leaders were also active in our civic active in civic engagement and also helped start this organization. And you combine that with the fact that we have the creativity of music and the academia with so many colleges. And I think that is what really makes Nashville a very unique and a place that is so accepting of entrepreneurs. And so when I stepped in, the only thing I looked around at the Entrepreneur Center and thought, the one thing that's missing is where's all of our successful entrepreneurs? And there are a lot of people in our community who have started and grown and exited businesses, people like myself, that really weren't engaged 
in the entrepreneur center. We might've given money to it, but we really weren't engaged. And so when I think of an entrepreneur, I think there is a life cycle of an entrepreneur from an idea. And I always say till death, because I think if you're an entrepreneur, you're always an entrepreneur, but yet there are times, and especially after you've exited, that you really do feel fortunate and you want to give back. And not only to your community, but also to the entrepreneurs in your community. And so it's this circle of, it's like a circle back that we have seen very powerful. And so, you know, when I look at what's a differentiator in helping increase the probability of success, it's giving entrepreneurs access to people who have walked in their shoes. And so we have successful entrepreneurs that have exited who are able to say, you know what? I've been where you are. I know what it's like to hit 3 million and stall and you have decisions to make. Or you know what? I know what it's like to go through a very difficult time where you really have to do a lot of inward focus on your business and you need to figure out what is it going to look like when you come out of this difficult time. And so you combine those people with industry experts and that is a majority of our mentor and advisors that work with our entrepreneurs, which really is a differentiator and really does help our entrepreneurs that come through our program succeed. Continuing on from the mentor and advisor perspective, Bren, I would like to ask you, is there anything else just to sort of round that out from what you see? Sure, I think from my seat, having an eye towards inclusion and making sure that we are dramatically improving the outcomes of business success um, for our companies. One of the things that we know from studying trends and entrepreneurship among women and, and founders of color, founders who are black and Latinx and from low-income backgrounds, that one of the biggest determinants of success for all entrepreneurs but is a particular ingredient for success for groups that have been historically marginalized in entrepreneurship is networking and mentoring. So access to advanced and accelerated mentorship that is tactical, strategic, and also, as Jane was mentioning, can help you at those key milestones. Because once you get to 3 million in revenue, you might look around and there's not a lot of people that look like you if you're from one of those historically marginalized backgrounds. So having that accelerated mentorship and then networking is huge. I think that's one of the things that makes the National Entrepreneur Center a special place. A lot of times it is the place where people come together that throughout the course of the rest of the rest of their day or the rest of their week, they might not interact with people who they meet at the EC. We have people from all walks of life who come and make the EC their home. And so um, we also know that networking is hugely important for anyone who's seeking investment up to, they think recent estimates suggested about 93% of all investment deals are sourced from personal networks, not necessarily within the mechanisms of deal flow that we might traditionally think of, but through personal networks. So the more that we can have people connected, the more we can have people providing access and providing knowledge across sociocultural groups, across economic backgrounds, and across geographic backgrounds, the more success we can have across our entire across our entire community. And that just continues on in that cycle, the the circle of supporting and I love it. Well Jane and Bren, I'm so thankful that we got the chance to talk a little about all the cool things that are happening in Nashville and the Nashville Entrepreneur Center. So thank you, first of all. And and number two, how could someone learn more and get connected? Oh, thank you, Clark. If anyone, number one, our website, www.ec.co. But the reality is you can also pick up the phone and call. And, you know, you can email Bren. You can email myself. 
and we are available and wanting to talk with any entrepreneur in our community, no matter where they are in the life cycle. Thanks for listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a Launch Tennessee podcast for entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. Launch Tennessee has received national recognition for statewide collaboration, an innovative economy, and stakeholder diversity. And that's because of amazing folks like yourself who are contributing to make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. To join the conversation, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LaunchTN and visit launchtn.org slash buildtn to learn more about Tennessee's entrepreneurial ecosystem. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we'll see you soon on another episode of Disrupt the Continuum.